Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. We spend these 25 minutes together every week telling you the stories of our church as we interview our members and other friends of the ministry. We have two services at Harvest every Sunday. The first is at 8.45 a.m., the second at 10.45 a.m. We'd love to see you at either service. We have Japanese and Korean translation at that 10.45 a.m. service, and that's also the service we live stream. You can find the live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Let's begin today's Harvest Time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Half a day, Chris. We're looking forward to being together this uh, Sunday morning. Uh, you know, Chris, I traveled prior to coming to Harvest about f- five years ago. I traveled for five years in the States and, and around the world, um, and I was in a lot of different kinds of churches. And uh, the more churches I was in, I, I started to see that, you know, you, it felt like as soon as you walked into a church, you could kind of tell whether that church was alive or, or maybe a little bit static. And it wasn't about the size of the church. It wasn't about the building. It, it, you know, sometimes I'd walk into large churches and they felt very alive. And sometimes I walked in large churches and they felt very dead. Sometimes I walked in small churches and they felt very alive. Sometimes they felt very dead. So it didn't have to do anything with that. And for, for a few years, I was thinking, what is it? What is it that you can almost feel when, <laughs> when you walk into a church? And I don't know. I mean, this is just my opinion. So somebody else might disagree with me. But I started to really sense the idea that uh, the difference was whether people were coming to church expecting something good to happen there, whether they were expecting to hear from God. And you can tell that. I mean, I think most people can tell it as soon as they walk into a building. They feel something, they might not know what it is, but in my mind, it's because people are coming and they are coming expecting to hear from God. I believe that's what you'd find at Harvest. Um, as you come in, you might even feel it in the parking lot <laughs> on your way into the into the worship center, because I do think people come um, expecting to hear from God. And so if you join us this Sunday, uh, I think that you would sense the same thing, that God is present. People love to be there. They love each other. They love God's word. They love to sing together. We love to sing together. And so uh, if you don't have a church home, we'd love to welcome you. Uh, I think you'd feel right at home. And uh, I think you could also sense that people are expecting to hear from God, and maybe this Sunday you would hear from God as well. So we'd invite you in the services that uh, Chris mentioned just a little bit ago. Well, I'm happy today to be able to spend a little bit of time with Pastor Clayton and Linda Illiam. Uh, Pastor Clayton is a a pastor of uh, 1A Baptist Church in Pompeii, and uh, they've been there for, been a pastor there for how many years now, Clayton? Since uh, 2001, we after we graduated, and then we went back and started serving there. Okay, so more than 20 years, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Pastor Clayton and Linda have been back in Pompeii. And so uh, they're here uh, at Harvest and here on Guam to be part of our missions conference. Um, we just completed last Sunday, we completed our missions conference. It's an annual uh, week when we spend time. We invite some 
uh, guests to come, uh, missionary speakers, uh, just to encourage us about the responsibility that we feel like our church has for uh, for the Great Commission. And so we had invited Pastor uh, Clayton and uh, Linda to be here for the missions conference. In fact, we are recording it while you're here. Um, by the time this airs, you'll be back on Pompeii. Um, but uh, we're sure glad that you guys are here. Uh, welcome again to Harvest, and welcome back to Guam. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are both uh, graduates or alumni of HBBI, Harvest Baptist Bible Institute, which uh, was before it became uh, HPBC, Baptist Bible College. And you both graduated in 2001, right? Yes. I'm very interested in hearing a little bit of the story of how you got to you know, to harvest. So let's back up. Let me start with you, Pastor. Um, can you tell us, uh, you grew up in Pompeii. Tell us a little bit about growing up and, and sort of your spiritual story. I grew up, my mother claimed that she was safe. She went to a Bible study and then she got saved. But my father wasn't safe. Growing up, I've seen, uh, raised in a broken home. There were times when they were separated for months and months, and but I'm the oldest in the family. And uh, sometimes he got drunk, they fight, were hiding inside the pig pen, mm. waiting inside, and my mother would send me or my younger brother to see if my father is sleeping, then we can go inside the house. So yeah. that's the kind of home. We were raised and we were married and at one time because we don't have any uh, or because of the limited fund, we could not be in Wena and driving up and down. So we had to stay with them and we uh, there were times that uh, he got drunk and then just told us to leave the house and we had to spend night with missionaries on the island. Mm-hmm. And um, I got s- saw the HPBI student who went back from here on my island. Uh, they their lives really impressed me. Mm. I've seen something really different, so that's why I really wanted to come to Arvis. Mm. It's not unfamiliar, right? Uh, there's there. Um, well, it's true across the United States. It's true here in Guam, but also true in Pompeii. A lot of broken homes, a lot of children growing up in difficult yeah. situations, right? Yes, yes. This is one of the reasons why we're so burdened that uh, God's church would be uh, alive and thriving because it provides hope and answers. Yeah. When you were growing up, uh, Clayton, did you did you feel like... Um, were there churches or Christians that you knew that were an influence on you, or is that really you know kind of apart from? Yeah, I have this. I have these cousins and uncle who came here. Okay, HBBI. This, their life, looking at them, really impressed me. When every summer they go back, I see something different. Mm. I wanted to have that same kind of life and after discovering that they are attending harvest. So I did try two years to come here. First year didn't make it, second year, and finally I was accepted to come to harvest. Mm. Yeah. 
Linda, why don't you, we back up. You grew up on Coast Rye. Yes, sir. Tell us about your uh, family, your story. Okay. Uh, I grew up with my grandparents, my mother's side, and they're not a believer. And I grew up with them. They went to a Protestant church. And, you know, Protestant church, they believe in good works. Mm. And I was told every Sunday I need to be in the church to be with them because if I'm not then I cannot make it make it to heaven because yeah. if I being a good girl going to church every Sunday and doing things that they want me to do in the church then it's like I'm accepted to go to heaven mm. but then later on I, one of my brother did attend here and then every summer he went home, he invited us to church, to Baptist church. And I see something different in the churches. But then every time I went with them to Baptist church, I went, home, went back home. My mother that was taking care of me, grandmother, I get spanked of that. For going to that church? Going to that church. So she really don't want me to attend Baptist church because she said that's not the right church. Mm-hmm. And I grew up, that's the kind of home I grew up with. But later on, I keep going with my brother to Baptist church, and Pastor Ed was there as a missionary in, the Cal- in Calvary Church. So when it's time for a recruiting student to come here, I apply also. But the first time it did not happen also. Mm-hmm. And the second time I applied to come here, I just same as him. In the same year, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank God I did make it come here and that's when I trusted the Lord in our first year here. Your first year here. Yeah. Clayton, why don't you tell us about that for you? Um, you... Uh, you became a believer right after, like even in the first week when you were here. Yes. What, hap- what happened? We we came here in 1998, and there was a church held of a meeting for the student first week and opening chapel, opening chapel mm. services, and at the end of the week Friday. Well, even through that week, I the preaching really keep convicting me, but and then finally on Friday. I cannot sit anymore, and so I just stood up from my seat and went up and talked to one of the staff about mm-hmm. my salvation. Same thing for you? Is it the same time, Linda? Yes. Wow. They, I go forward. Mrs. Joel took me in, and Pastor Joel yeah. take him to another room, and we found out later that we... <laughs> On the same night? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, and you probably you didn't even know each other at that yeah, time, right? You both were brand new here. <laughs> uh, that's, that's really great. Tell me about um, being in Bible college here. Um, what, what were the most important things that you felt like you learned, you know, during those years, during those three years of training? Me, I learned really number one is God's Word in classes. Even in our devotion time, learn about socializing with other island, different group of people. Right. That's uh, those are 
things that I've learned. I learned even in work that uh, some some things that I do in work that I I learned it there. <laughs> One of the things that really get now I'm helping with the school with the computers because I was here. The school sell a old computer, fifty dollars. So I bought it and. Mr. Atkerson, or he upgraded. It was that time that was uh, office. It was uh, I. I think it was the new one, and then so it made me like very interested about computers, and so those are things that I learned. But really about God, yes, I learned learned it there, and then also. My wife. <laughs> you met her here. Met, I met her here. Very fortunate yeah. for you, for you guys together, that God brought you together here. Yeah. Linda, what about you? If you look back on any anything, you know, like spiritual lessons that you felt like God really planted in your heart while you were here? Yes, it, God's word planted in my heart when I was here, and working with kids. Because mm. during my third year here, I work with the. K K five. I'm in K three. Okay. And it's, I love working with them, and it's a to me it's an opportunity for them also for me to sharing sharing God's word to them. And I also at home, I like to work with the kids too, with the Sunday school. But because we're he. I all likes to work with the Sunday school in our church, but he asked me if I can stay back and pray for him while he's, he's preaching. Mm. So that's what I'm doing it for him. Mm. But at the school, I also work with the kids, and I know it's hard sometimes working with kids, but only thing that I'm thinking about is to pray for them. Mm-hmm. And I, I did witness to some of my students, telling them about the lesson that we're talking about in class. And just pray that one day they will come to know you, Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. You guys both, I don't know that I mentioned this earlier, but you both teach uh, right now at Calvary Christian Academy. Yes. Is that right? You, uh, Linda, you teach in uh, K... First grade. In first grade. Yeah. And uh, Pastor Clayton, you you teach uh, some Bible classes and computers. Computer, I think you said. Computer. Okay, and again, that that school has been very influential over the years. It's mm-hmm. been uh, there on Pompeii for many years, mm-hmm. training students. So we're thankful for that ministry as well. Which mm-hmm. I think your Bible college training helped to prepare mm-hmm. you um, for that. And then I meant to ask this earlier too, Linda. Can you tell us about your family? I know you have children. <laughs> Yeah, we have six children, and as our oldest is attending yeah. HPPC. Cheryl is uh, yeah, Cheryl. So, uh, sec- second, second year, right? Year. Yeah. yeah. I'm so thankful to have her here. Yeah, thank you. And our children, I, I believe Nathan claimed that he's safe. Adessa, Nathan, Adessa, and Cadence. But the two younger ones, we're still praying for them, sure. Timothy and Cadence, that they will come to know Christ. But taking care of my family, 
I know it's my, it's also my responsible responsibility to take care of them at home and see what they need and taking care of their health, something like that. When you guys graduated, um, then you got married and you went back um, to Pompeii. So that's where, you know, you grew up, not where you grew up, right, Linda? Yeah. That's where Pastor Clayton did. Was it hard for you, Linda, to go back there? Or are you excited to go with Clayton to go to Pompeii instead of back to Kosrae? <laughs> well, we, yeah, I, I went back to my place first. And then it, when we're uh, scheduled the time that we're going to get married, that's when I f- go back to Buen Ben, we get married. But yeah, it's, many times I miss my family. Sure. But sometimes my dad did come to Buen Ben visit because of work, so we have to see him and talk to him. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, what I was thinking was when you went back, Pastor Clayton, and uh, you'd been here for three years, uh, Harvest is such a unique environment, right? Mm-hmm. L- many people striving. It's not perfect, but the mm-hmm. college, there's young people trying to live for God and trying mm-hmm. to grow together. And that's not true, right? When we get back to the islands, there's churches, of course, but it's not true. Was it hard for you when you graduated to go back to Pompeii? When, yeah, when I went back, like I said, I wasn't raised. My father was not safe at that time. Yeah. The environment was really different and uh, very difficult also with the other family members, what they're uh, doing. And so it's, it's very, it's very difficult. It's very hard. Uh, We, after we Graduated, she left. I have to stay behind for one more medical appointment, and uh, so I stayed. and And then after that, after I graduated, went back home. Arrived on Monday, Friday, I went down to the Shell family, the missionary that established the church where mm. we're ministering at. But uh, going back is yes, is is very difficult because. Three years, I've adapted to uh, a, a different scene, something very different. I'm not only in terms because even the teachers that like invited us, like uh, sponsor us here, mm-hmm. we stay with them. We go to their homes. We've seen things that are very different to me. I've seen different than when I was the home that I was raised in. And you began to help with um, with the Wane Baptist Church, uh, and then eventually became the pastor, right? Yes. That church is it's on the south part of the island or the north part? Southern. The so- southern. Southern. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How's the church doing? Well, it's good. We're we have number of people that left went to the state also. Yeah. Looking for job and. But then we have some that come back already. But um, we've seen, we're so thankful for people that just invite other people to come to churches, to the church. And yes, we've seen people got saved, people got baptized and uh, faithfully also going out and sharing the gospel to other people. One of the things that we were talking about this morning is really follow up 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we're not been really doing. People come, they leave. We don't really follow up and go back and then try to talk to them. Only like our members, those who uh, got saved and uh, baptized and been there, and then when they stop coming for a while, then we visit, but not not other. Yeah, Pastor Clayton and I were talking about this as because it's connected with you were in our pastors meeting earlier this week, and uh, as shepherds, uh, pastors, shepherds, this responsibility that we would have for as as God brings people to our church, either Mm. you know members or people that are new, Mm. um, we really do want to fulfill the responsibility to help encourage Mm. them and Mm. be guides for them along the path. So I was very encouraged by that, Mm. even as you were thinking through that as well. And then uh, we were able to, a few, couple of years ago, as part of our harvest offering, we do an offering in the, in the uh, right before Thanksgiving, mm. we were able to um, help out or provide some funds for a, for a building, uh, for a relocation for your church. Can you tell us how that's going? Yeah. Thank you, really. Thank, uh, I thank the Lord for Amen. Uh, the people, the giving, uh, that we can, we've already put the access road and uh, the building, we've already put the roof and now we're uh, with base one, the floor. If we put the floor, then we already can have our uh, services there. We have a, a local restroom, but I know for some it would be uncomfortable for them, but that's once we put that floor, then we can start already have our services inside our new church building. Yeah, because so. you'd had a lot of trouble with the earlier location. Yeah. Mm. So this will provide you with a more permanent location yeah. without some of the complications, yeah. right? Yes, sir. Well, our prayer is that um, we know the church is not a building. The church mm. is the people. Yeah. And uh, we try to say this around here. if. Uh, you know, if we lost this campus, um, mm. that would not change the church. We can mm. find a spot, a field mm. somewhere, maybe get some covering. <laughs> mm. um, but the church will continue to meet. But there is something that's an identification that helps us uh, to know people can come here and without some of the, you know, the, the distractions, mm. to be able to hear God's word and gather mm. there. So our our prayer is that God would use that building as a mm. tool for the church to thrive. Mm. Mm. and uh, grow as you lead and as mm. you're faithful. So we're excited for you. Can't wait to see that whole thing. We've, we've tracked along to see mm. your road go in with you know some of the problems that came as a result of that, but it's in and, mm. and now to see the structure going up. So we're praising the Lord with you for that. Thank the Lord. Praise the Praise Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Well, thank you guys again. We're so uh, glad that you were able to be here for the missions conference. We do something with the Bible College called Freshwater Conference, and uh, that will follow uh, our church missions conference. And Pastor Clayton and Linda, Linda, I know will be an encouragement to our student body. Um, So we hope that this week is a refreshment to you as well. That's our desire. (laughs) Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time today. Of course, at this point in the program, we always want to invite you again to services at Harvest Baptist Church. We have an 8.45 a.m. service 
and a 10.45 a.m. service on Sunday morning. We'd love to see you at either. You can also watch our live stream, if you can't join us, at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.